0: Welcome to Help from Future Self.
1: Hello, Archons. Welcome to Help from Future Self, the conversational Keyforge podcast by and for Keyforge friends. I'm your host, Sydney, and I'm joined today this week by Blake. Hey Blake, how you doing?
2: Hey Sydney, how's it going?
1: Great. Also here today is Rick. Hey Rick, what's up? Hey,
2: not too much. Just enjoying the sun and not being too hot.
1: <laughs> Good thing. Today we're just going to chat about what's different and what's the same about getting to play in real life KeyForge locally again. So we've been able to go to our local game store in ways that we uh, haven't been able to in the past. And even though some of us have gotten some casual play in or even <laughs> KeyForge live with the the big event, the local game store is really where it's at for most of us. So that's been an experience that uh, all three of us have actually gotten some of recently. So um, hey. Blake, you wanna you wanna tell us a little bit about what you've been doing locally?
0: Well, we've had only one of our game stores uh, kick back up, and that's a uh, Rain City Games, and they came up with a good plan of of that we would have to wear masks regardless of our vaccination status, and that we could play in limited numbers, and they think they capped it at twelve, which was which is I think a, a good number, and then we've got to play some sealed and Archon since that and we've done it for three weeks now so oh, it's been it's so been great exciting. to get back into it
2: yeah hey
1: rick were, were you there for that or did you have a different experience
2: oh let me tell you this little story i'll try to be quick the very first night back i was so pumped i was so excited and i went down to the sky train where i usually go and the elevator was out oh no so oh, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't know what to do. I went to the next station and I said to the guy, this is usually what happens in the cases of an elevator being out. And they would usually pay for a cab to go from one back to where I was. Sure. He, said, he said that he could not do that this time. So my anxiety went really high real quick and I ended up going home that first night.
0: Oh, yeah, I' am sorry to hear that that was the worst we really missed you that night Rick
2: I really missed being there I was there last week and last night and it was great last night there was I believe nine people uh the week before I don't really know how, what the numbers were but there was a new member that had only been playing kitchen, kitchen table keyforge so it was the first time in the store it was really fun yeah that's awesome. I didn't I didn't actually get to play him but
1: that's fantastic. So did did your guys' game store actually do anything different for, like, advertising this or getting the word out? Or, or did you two have to, like, lead the charge in getting people to show up?
2: I, I haven't done a lot of that, but I've been on Discord asking who's showing up and who's going to be there. I'm not really sure what Rain City has done a lot, but... I know that they've done some stuff.
0: Yeah, I got an email uh, before they were planning on launching just to give me a heads up to put it into the group and then um, just wondering how we'd be receptive. And then I, I posted it in the Discord for our locals channel and kind of got a view of how people were feeling. And then they just basically went into the Vancouver KeyForge Facebook group and then post a way you could register for the event and guarantee your spot since there was limited space. And so they they went about it that way. And I know that the other store, um, Magic Stronghold, is is planning on getting things up and running fairly soon as well. It's just a matter of kind of uh, seeing how things uh, get organized within the store itself.
1: That's, That's what really I was cool. curious.
2: <laughs> I yeah, was curious about be, that one.
0: Our Sunday keyforge should be back very soon, I think. Good.
1: Nice. Yeah. Our, we have a, a handful of local game stores and we have uh, someone in Chicago was was actually trying to get all the word out to all the different places for what was happening in Chicago. We have one game store in Chicago and one right north of Chicago that started up both on Saturdays. And so it was really, really a crossing of the streams because they they couldn't go to both when normally people would. So it it's something that coming back and, and having that player base to coordinate all the days that were were happening where was really important but I um I had to get the word out for it from my local game store just trying to get everybody to show up and he uh he went to a monthly instead of weekly so before the pandemic we were meeting at every Wednesday and uh we just met on Tuesday and he has us in the calendar next uh well next month on a Tuesday and so it's it's going to be a little different trying to like weasel our way back into his schedule because of so many other things that have just found themselves there
0: Mm, yeah that's uh, a lot of games have popped up since the pandemic
2: (laughs) yeah right yeah
1: so how how are things run differently like what was it the same people who were um utilizing gem or uh handing out sealed decks and and all that stuff
2: I know for the last two weeks when I was there, one of our guys that now actually works at Rain City has been doing it, but uh, which is which is great because he's like on the ball.
0: Yeah, that's been that's been super handy. Uh, our guy Charlie, he uh, he ended up I guess starting to work for the game store. Yeah, and so he's been dialed ago. into the yeah he's been dialed into the community from the get go. So that's been really nice. Cause he's already in the Discord. He can like poke people to like uh, you know, don't forget this or make sure you sign up and do that. So it's been, it's been really nice having someone like on the ground, so to speak, uh, being able to coordinate things for everyone, which has been really great.
1: That's super awesome. Awesome. Yeah, for mm-hmm. for us it was it was very similar. Like actually nothing nothing was different. We had the same employee and he was the one, he was the only one who knows how to use gems. So he was the one assigned to us, luckily. But um everything everything ran pretty, pretty smoothly for us. I was happy that there were no there were no technical difficulties at least. But did you guys how how was playing different? Like, did you guys have any like like ideas going in on how difficult it would be to play in person?
0: Well, when we first went back that first week, uh, we did sealed was how we kick things off. Cause I think that's, that's what everyone really wants when you haven't been playing for a long time. And I just instantly had like a group chat saying, Hey, is everyone cool with us? Allowing things like you can take, like, if you miss the tide, you can do it in like, oh. an, as like an afterthought, like no, don't hold people to not doing the tide, especially because it's such a new mechanic. Cause it's essentially, it makes no difference like if you if you forgot to take the tide and you can't do an effect as a result, the only difference is, is you get three chains. It doesn't actually stop, you know, what you were trying to do. Like if you articulate what you're trying to do and you need the tide to do it, then we we just decided like let's get used to this. It's a new mechanic. And so that was good. And and I don't think there was too many instances where that was missed, which was nice. And then obviously allowing, um, a certain degree of leniency with like take backs as you're getting used to it. So basically anything that's automated on TCO, if you miss those sort of things, you could kind of go back. So like archives is a big one. Like you're not prompted to take your archives at the start of your turn in real life, like you are on TCO. So if you missed your archives and it wasn't going to affect the play, like you didn't draw cards, for example, like you're just like, Oh, actually I want my archives. And we said, be lenient about that for the first few weeks while we get used to the, the rhythm of, you know, the tactile feel of the game and articulating what you
2: need to do.
1: That's incredibly thoughtful. Rick, was it, was it the same for you?
2: Pretty much. Yeah. Um, The one thing that I, have issue, like not issue in a bad way, but I have problems with sometimes, is I for for me to not get distracted and like ooh, squirrel
1: um, <laughs> I,
2: I seem like I have to play faster, and I know rules say you're supposed to call out your turns, but I just I, I go too fast to actually remember that so having to do that again is really having an effect on my, uh, issues, but I'm trying to get better with it.
0: Oh yeah. I think, I think it's one of those things where you all have to get used to articulating your turns, but I think it will help you focus as well. Cause then you're focusing on the card, you're speaking the name of it, what it does. And I think it's just that habit. Cause on TCO it's so easy to just click, 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 click without doing anything other than just moving your wrist.
1: I absolutely feel you on that one. I actually, I had uh, an instance where we we were playing uh, a sealed game and one of the cards I had in my deck was the uh, artifact called Ruins of Arcanus. And uh, actually, funny, shout out to Captain's Compod who recently did an episode on the uh, hardest cards to play in person. And this was on his list because it, it reads, play, put four amber on Ruins of Arcanus from the Common Supply, archive a card. But then it also says after a player plays their sixth card in a turn, if Ruins of Arcanus is ready, move each Amber from it to that player's pool. So from the moment I played that card on, like our game slowed to a halt so that we would like remember how many cards we'd played. But like, actually, that's not even true because the first couple of turns after that happened, both of us forgot to count. And after, like, we we had realized at some point that, um, well, I had thought I'd played six cards. And so we had to go back and count how many cards I had played. Turned out five. So then after that, like, every single turn was going super slow, like, putting the cards in, like, a nebulous non-discard pile just so that, like, we could remember that that was played. Because if it had an effect that, like, killed a creature or, like, if something else went to the discard pile... Because of something else that was played, then that pile wouldn't be a good reflection of how many cards have been played that turn. So, like, there are mm. cards in this game that are just so much harder to play in person than on TCO.
0: Well, you know what's going to be fun is when we start seeing those Curiosaurus decks come out in real life. That's going to be a <laughs> Totally.
2: Uh, I actually had to go back, and last night actually, I had to go back and count because I had logos in, logos in my deck, and I had steel mage, so I had oh, to go no. back and count how many cards I had played to put the counters on. Totally.
0: Yeah, totally. It's, it's uh definitely a little bit more uh, um, accounting needed for certain certain things that happen.
1: Have either of you two ever played with mimic gel in person? It's I the um so. it's the creature that's zero power, but it, it, it can't be played unless there's another creature in play, and it, it enters play as a copy of another creature, except it belongs to House Logos. And yeah, but it like, only
0: has power and armor as its stats.
1: Right. And and so, but it's a copy of another creature. So like oh, I've Mimic I've God had Diddy to like Cyberclone. Yeah. And so for oh. Mimic Gel, I basically just pulled up the card on Dex of Keyforge on my phone. And just like had it sitting out there, there was just no other, there was nothing I could do to remember what oh, was yeah, that's the, interesting, right? And so you don't have any like specific way, like if the card it was mimicking gets shuffled back into a deck, you can't like go through the deck to reference it. So yeah. it was. there's just a handful of cards that are out there right now that playing in person just is, is a bit of a challenge.
0: No that's that's very fair. That's a that's a good point Sydney.
2: I would definitely agree with that as well.
1: So for you guys, what was it like between rounds because like unlike TCO you're actually like hanging out and chilling with people and we actually have a coffee shop next door to ours and so there was definitely a coffee run for different people between each round.
2: Well I know for me last night every time As soon as my game was finished, I was out the door trying to get air. (laughs) Oh, no. So I could cool down, but it just, there was absolutely no wind whatsoever, even when traffic was going by. Oh. Yeah,
0: I think, um, standardly, I feel like we've all been, we, like in the past two weeks when I went, it felt like there was a pretty pretty close ending time. So there wasn't a lot of waiting around afterwards. So we got from one round to the next, like pretty quickly. There was only maybe like a five minute pause and it was usually just, you know, chit chat about the past games or or what we're liking in the new set and stuff like that. Cause we haven't really gotten together IRL to have those sort of discussions with the new set out. So that was, that was kind of nice.
1: Interesting. So how did, how did you guys report winning? Did you like actually fill out any forms or just like raise your hand and tell the guy that was at gem that, uh, you know, this person won.
0: Yep. Yeah, pretty much. That was the way. This person won. That's,
1: that's how it usually goes for us. <laughs> totally. Did you have how any you? like, oh yeah, we basically all of us know each other by name. It was so great to be able to just hang out and, and chat about the game. And and so we actually took a little bit longer between rounds because we were just at the mercy of, of what we all wanted to do. So we were just talking about the games that were just played. And like one time it was in fact waiting for the person to come back from the coffee shop next door, but it was a lot more, it was a lot more chill. Like, it didn't start immediately as everything was done, and I feel like the the casual nature of that is a great mix between, like, competitive play and, and like, kitchen table play.
2: Mm, mm-hmm. I know for me last night there was a couple people that I hadn't seen in, like, forever,
1: because they weren't
2: there the week before, and with their masks on, I wasn't sure if it was person A or person B.
1: <laughs> oh, no! <laughs>
2: it looked like it could have been one of two people, so... I had to actually talk to them to figure out who it
1: was. Sure, totally. We actually, we have, um, our area just went back to, uh, our county just went back to mask mandates. So going forward, we're going to uh, have to wear masks, but our, our game stores actually on the fence, unfortunately knock on wood about um, having it uh, going forward just for now in-person play in general because of what's going on in our county. So um, hopefully hopefully we get to keep this up, but- um,
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah right uh, So if you Did you have any rules Did anybody have any rules questions Over the course of like Playing and hanging out And how, how did y'all figure out How to deal with that
0: uh, No I don't think we did have any I think there might have been One rules question That had to do with um, Key frog triggering Upon ah, destroyed cool. And ember sitting on creatures That I think that was the only one There was so, like an infighting key frog But the, there was ember sitting on a creature So would that cause the forge to happen Cool. I think that was it. it was, and we just have like a general discussion. Like there, there's enough of us that we can come to a consensus and talk it out and go, okay, yeah, that makes
2: sense. I sure, don't totally. think there was any rules questions last night, but I very easily could have missed them.
0: How about for you, Sydney?
1: We had a handful. Like we, we actually just, there were, there were some people there that uh, hadn't played with Dark Tidings yet. So there there was just a lot of people not knowing what was going on on certain interactions. and it was all just a like there there was no judge, and the uh, the game store um, employee didn't know more about the game than we did. So we just basically conversationally came to the right like conclusion. It probably works this way and and everybody agreed and and that's how we played it. But it was just really interesting to like it was more like a decision of committee, and we were all happy and, and okay with whatever the result was because it wasn't like this was like, high level competitive play
0: yeah that's how we kind of do it as well
1: did you guys have any prizes was there anything given away for for winners
0: uh the first week I went I was able to complete my store leader uh, deck series by getting a walmond rot store leader which was a not finished with you alternate art the fourth one which I guess came out during the pandemic so um, yeah, I got that and completed my collection, which I was super pumped about, and it's a really good deck as well. On top of it, so it was extra awesome.
2: I saw that video today. It looks real good.
0: Yeah, it's a cool one.
2: How that's about, awesome. Uh,
0: for you, Sydney. That's what they get. That's what they did for the first two weeks. I don't know what they did last night for prizes, Rick. What, do, what did they uh, end up doing? Uh,
2: I don't really know because I left as soon as my game was over. But I oh, think okay. it was just um, the decks like usual.
0: Uh, okay, yeah. So yeah, there is uh, there's that. What about at your store, Sydney?
1: So <laughs> our store was sitting on is sitting on so much prizing it's kind of ridiculous like I I don't know what happened for there to be this much of a backlog but like he brought out the stash and he would have had to give out like two mats per person to like run out of all the mats he had and like all the cardboard tokens and and you know all those little the like stun cards that nobody really wants or like the chain cards that people actually do want like there were just so many prizes that it 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 felt a little overwhelming and so what he decided was like he was going to hold on to it and uh start it start to like give it away over the course of the next couple of um times we get together but like I said before he's going to a monthly game night so he's not even going to get like the opportunity to give it away at a fast pace so I'm 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 thinking that I just have to advertise to the to the community that these these prizes are available so that we get more people to show up and and, and take them. But yeah, the the prizing was was pretty great. Although not a single person that came came for the prizes. Like we all came just to like hang out and talk to each other and like see each other again in person.
0: Mm, yeah, that's the best part. Did you right? guys get the the shadows tokens prizes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are cool.
2: Um <laughs> oh my gosh. I one thing that I was very shocked by, but so, so happy, um, Scott came last night, our, a friend from local, and he pulled it out of his bag. I don't know how many he had, but they were the 36-count um, burger token boxes. Ooh. Ooh, and nice. I, I was content because I knew that I had stuff in my bag that wasn't really securely in something. So I was like, okay, how am I going to do this? So when he brought those, I'm like, thank God I can save these decks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. So was there, was there anything like overall, like what was your, your impression of, of playing in person again? Was there anything that, that was new that you liked or, or something that you missed that, that didn't change? What, how did you, how did you feel about your experience?
2: Um, I don't really think that my experience changed too much. I was just due to the fact that I'm a very, very social person. I just am so happy that it's back.
1: Right?
0: Yeah, that is that is same for me. I'm so happy it's back. I think the the greatest, I don't know if it's a learning curve, but it's, it's like um, this battle for putting my cards down using uh duncan's method you know drawing on top of your deck and i told everyone to do that so they wouldn't have any issues getting used to playing and and it was it was like that itch to look at my cards during my opponent's turn even though it's irrelevant to kind of start looking at your cards in the middle of their turn so I was getting used to just like putting my hand down, drawing on top of it and just leaving it on my play mat and not picking them up till the start of my turn. It was uh, getting that habit back and uh, that, that itch to just grab them and look at them, even though it was not necessary during uh, the middle of my opponent's turn or even the start. So yeah, that was uh, more the thing that I was getting back into the feel of.
1: Oh, for sure.
2: I definitely had that itch last night as well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: One of, one of my favorite things that I absolutely missed that I'm just never going to get online is there were some people playing Star Wars Destiny in the corner, and like by the end of the the game, the KeyForge game night, like we were just chatting with those guys, telling them all about the game, and like they they were unofficial, like it wasn't a Star Wars Destiny night. They were just hanging out at the game store playing their game, and and that's the kind of thing that like they're probably not going to come back to like the Keyforge night to play Keyforge, even though cross my fingers, hope they do. But like just talking with other gamers that were there about about Keyforge and and I guess learning a little bit about Star Wars Destiny. Like the whole the whole atmosphere of playing in the game store was just so wonderful. Like that's the kind of thing I'm never gonna get like at my computer at home, even though I'm more likely to be eating Cheetos while playing <laughs> on TCO than than at the game store.
0: Fair, yeah. That's a that's a good point. Yeah, I, I like that.
1: Cool, cool. Well, we cannot end an episode of Help from Future Self without the titular segment.
0: Help from Future future Self. self.
1: So I have one this week, and it was in fact from the... um, dark tidings that, uh, oh, sorry, mass mutation that I got to play in person. And, um, I got an amazing, amazing deck, Blake, thank you from you, by the way. Um, and this (laughs) sort of, (laughs) yes. Um, this deck has a lot of, Upgrades And with those upgrades, a lot of things it can manipulate. So in the deck is an Armory Officer Nell. And uh, this is a four-power creature that reads, uh, enhance a draw pip. After an upgrade enters play, draw a card. But one of the things that I just kept forgetting are that some cards can also be played as upgrades. So like in the deck itself is also in over and it, that it reads, it's a creature that says Over may be played as an upgrade. And there's also a Secura Droid, which says the same thing. So there's just a a level of familiarity I didn't have with the deck yet that I should have multiple times played those as upgrades. Oh, I forgot. This deck also has a transporter platform. So there was obviously a ton of reasons to play these two creatures as upgrades. And I absolutely forgot that I could do that because I, of course there's so much text on these cards I didn't read, read it all and I totally forgot. But um, help from future self, next time I play this deck there's going to be a lot more playing of upgrades
0: Oh, that deck looks so saucy. I'm I'm very jealous of you for having that one.
1: It it is it is so much fun. It is just beautiful, and it's it's not. It has absolutely no amber control. But the the playing, if I if I can get both armor officer, armory officer Nell, and transporter platform down, it's it's just it's chef's kiss, perfect. But <laughs> that is all we have for you today, Archons. So Rick, what are you up to, and how can people find you?
2: On the Crucible, Rickster78.
1: Hey, Blake. So where can people find you and what are you up to?
0: You can find me on my YouTube, Boulevard Blake, or you can find me on uh, Twitter, which is the best place to have conversations, which is uh, also <laughs> Boulevard Blake. And... Um, I currently am still trying to move that Keyforge product, got some good good deals going on. We are out of all the French mass mutations, out of all the two-player specials, but we still got Deluxe Archon decks at a good deal, as well as Worlds Collide displays and Worlds Collide premium boxes. If you don't know what's in a Worlds Collide premium box, you can check out my YouTube. I did an unboxing video just so everyone knew, because I feel like it's one of those hidden gems in the world of Keyforge.
1: That's awesome. I am SC Steel on TCO and Discord and thank you all for listening until next time stay folky